Hello everybody, hello students, hello professors, hello masters of your own destiny. What's going on? What is popping out there? I hope everybody's doing fantastic. I really, really do. I only wish you the best because I'm so incredibly grateful of your company. This podcast exists because you tune in. That's that's the whole thing. It's because you tune in. This is from Suarez Basement, a video podcast that creates bridges between the experts in the fields of communication, media, and the art, and you, the audience. We talk to those professionals who are working right now behind some of your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, Broadway show, plays, you name it, they are here in the basement. And today I'm very pleased to have in the basement, Luis Antonio Aldana, who is a Mexican actor, director, writer, person that I consider a very dear friend of mine, but especially a very, very, very talented storyteller individual. We're going to be talking about his um, career, about his career as a voiceover, rejection in the industry, but also about one of his uh, latest projects, a short film that is now available in HBO Max, Acutuseramo, is a fantastic film that I 100, 100% recommend. And like always too, we have a co-host that is going to help me to navigate this conversation. I have the student, a very talented student from the theater department at Sunius Vigo, Autumn Jones is with us and she's going to help me to co-host the show. Thank you WCNY in Central New York again for your partnership, for your trust in us. And let's start this new episode from Suarez Space Bank right away. Here we go. Here. Luis, welcome to my basement. Thank you so much. Really excited uh, to be here. Um, and it's awesome to see Autumn being part of this uh, production. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, she's representing today uh, all the students, not only at Sunio Spigo, but all the students out there who want to learn a little more about acting and, you know, the career in acting and these things. Autumn, uh, welcome also to the basement. And thank you for being my co-host. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. No, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Luis, uh, again, let's let's start with a very simple question. How are you doing? How is these crazy times that we're living in? Of course, uh, it's been more or less affecting your work or the way you work. Uh, I know you're busy, but I, I'm interested to see how you've been able to navigate, uh, you know, your acting career in times like these ones. Sure, sure. Um, well, I mean, like everyone literally in the whole world, you know, uh, I think everyone's uh, profession has been affected, you know, by by this unprecedented pandemic right now that we're going into, I think, heading into year three, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, in, in my in my world, you know, uh, in the world of 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 theater, TV, commercials, uh, voiceover, uh, film, uh, we've absolutely been affected, you know, and, and really now, I think in the last couple of months, I think is, is when we've started to see, uh, a little sort of normalizing, getting back to, to not exactly the way things were, but definitely, uh, to a place where, where sets are opening up, you know, um, I do a lot of voiceover work, so that has absolutely been affected as well to the point where a lot of the, the, the work that we do, you know, that, that I've been doing, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to have a small recording studio here at, at home. 
Um, so that's been a, a big, a big change, you know? Mm. So where we used to drive, you know, I'm here in Southern California in Los Angeles, we drive to studios, you know, to go record, um, you know, jobs. Uh, and so the way the, the the pandemic has has affected that is that we now, you know, record from home, you know, the actual spots. So usually use your studio to send in your demos, your your MP3s and whatnot. But now what we're what what uh you know the industry norm has become is that you actually record from home, you get tapped into you know, where whatever studio the client is using. And so then they direct you remotely. So that's been a big sort of a big change, you know. Um, and, you know, as well on sets, shooting commercials and whatnot. You know, the I shot a commercial a couple months back. Um, yeah, so I would say like late last year, late 2021, where the situation was absolutely different than it is now, mm -hmm. you know, in, in April 2022. And it was really bizarre because it was my first time being on set in the middle of of this pandemic, you know. So, so the the precautions, which I you know I, I appreciated that that production took to make everyone feel safe, the masks that you had to wear a mask up until the point that the camera was going to start rolling, a face shield, goggles, and you were sitting waiting for your spot. And the minute you know we were getting ready to, to roll, mm. everything had to come off. So it was this procedure of like taking everything off, acting like you didn't have a stack of, of masks and, 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 uh, and visors on your side, and then you'd proceed. Mm. So, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been uh, definitely a, a learning curve, but, uh, but I'm happy that, that, that things have, have been figured out so that we can, we, we can get back to work essentially. I am a theater major for acting and directing, so I'm very interested in film like you are and things of that sort. So my question is, what's the hardest thing about working on projects that you've been working on, like Broken Sunflower Hearts and things of that sort during these times and just overall in general? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's awesome, Autumn. You know, we need we need uh, uh, more people like yourself. Uh, people of color entering this field that 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 really sort of I think we're we're getting to a place where inclusion and 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 specific points of views are really important. So you know, congratulations, and I commend you for for stepping in this into this world. You know, mm -hmm. um, and to answer your question, you know, it's the most difficult thing. You know, is is really just sticking to it. You know, I would say I would say that that. Uh, you know, when you when people look at this sort of uh, at this field of work, you know, acting, um, people think it's glamorous and it's this sort of like, you know, this this romanticized vision of what it is. But I would have to say, yes, that 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 can be part of it, but it's also hard work. So I would say one of the one of the things that will make your journey uh, easier is really realizing that it's a marathon, you know, that that it's not going to that it's not everything, it's not just gonna happen super quickly, you know, that you really have to be committed, put in the work and do everything that you need to do to, to, to stay motivated, figure out, you know, what your mission is, you know, if, if you're heading into, into directing, why, why, why is it that you wanna direct stories? If you're heading into, into acting, same question, why, what is it that you, cause essentially we're storytellers, all of us actors, you know, we're part of a, 
of a of a bigger sort of team. You know, we have directors, producers, screenwriters, actors, uh, scripties, cinematographers, and the list you know can go on and on. You know, so you become part of this team and really figuring out what what's driving you. You know, personally to to pursue this career in in either TV, film, theater. You know, but but I would say really the the thing that'll that'll help your journey as you're getting started is really figuring out that why it is that you want to pursue it, you know, like deep down, like to ask those questions for yourself and, and also realizing that it's a marathon, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's not, you're not going to get from A to Z, you know, in a blink of an eye, you know, it's going to take time and it's going to take perseverance and, and being really open to, to that idea of it. So mm -hmm. I recommend it. And Luisa, actually, you you brought me to my next question. It's fantastic because this is a great bridge to. I agree with you. I mean, uh, these these are uh, we're going to talk about rejection in an industry that is incredibly rejecting all the time. Not only as an actor, I'm talking about writers and and you know producers, things like that. But you mentioned the connection that you need to have in order to keep going with that profound question of what is about acting that you love so much that you're going to keep going even when it's hard times or right. I guess that's my question to you. What is about acting that you love so much? I mean, for me, uh, it really, it comes down to, to, to storytelling, uh, Francisco, you know, that's been, that's been something that, that I identified in myself, you know, many, many years ago, you know, and, and, and luckily, you know, I went to school at UCLA and, there was a, a professor slash mentor there that I was fortunate enough to meet. And he sort of, you know, I went in with a very innocent, you know, I think I was like 19 years old. And I said, hey, I'm thinking that I, you know, I want to pursue this, 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 this acting career and, and, and really get into the, the business, into, into that industry, into that, into that sort of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was he was just so, so, so helpful and so, so wise, you know, in, in his sort of in his uh, advice to me, you know, and and really I'm, I'm, I'm great forever grateful for for his advice and what he did to, to sort of assist me in that in that in that journey and that in that beginning of that journey for me, you know, but but really for me, it's always been about stories, you know, sharing our stories, sharing uh our points of view you know mm -hmm. from my community you know i'm a i'm a chicano uh queer man and and for me uh living in this country i i see this sort of glaring um invisibility in terms of our stories specifically mm -hmm. and so for me that's always been sort of uh part of my mission you know to help expose and help bring forth the the stories that we're not seeing about our communities so i would say that's that's one of my driving forces you know uh mm -hmm. telling our stories from our point of views uh from from inception from writing to producing to directing to acting and then everything that 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 you know all the important roles that come after that you know so i would say you know to to be a storyteller i would say is is my main my main uh driving force Fantastic. And they need to tell the story, right? I, I, I have the pleasure to have this interview with Gustavo Grossman, which is uh, VP of, of HBO Latin America. And we were talking about what, what HBO is looking for. And he said, we're looking for people who has the need to tell a story. 
you right. know, if, if that need is not there, that desire of I need to tell my story. In your case, that you're saying is that connection to be an immigrant, Mexican, queer. Uh, mm -hmm. What is my representation? What is that need? It's very important to create things that are special, uh, that really have that special feeling. Uh, and that is the beauty of when you feel I need to tell this story. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, and, and, you know, um, uh, one of the, the, our latest project um, is called Aquitzeramo. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that, that actually everything that you just said right now, I, I think it defines what, what that story uh, for us is. It's a short film that, that, that uh, just started streaming on HBO max. And it's exactly what you just described right now. You know, what, what that executive said that they need, you know, people that are willing to tell specific stories, stories that speak a truth. And I think with with that project, uh, we were definitely aiming to to do that, you know, mm -hmm. to speak a truth, to speak about something that isn't generally talked about. And um, and I think people have responded really positively, positively to it. So, well, let's talk about, again, the short film that that um, brought you know, in, in this conversation, which is, I'm going to try to pronounce, pronounce it correctly. Okay, okay. Is Acuitzeramo. Acuitzeramo, yes. Acuitzeramo. Yeah, there it is. ¿Qué es? Uh, Acuitzeramo is actually uh, a small town in the state of Michoacán in Mexico. That's, uh, that's the name that's of that's the name of the town. And I'm, I'm assuming the word is an indigenous lector of, of yes, Mexico? The, yeah, so I think, so I think the, the word, uh, my understanding is that it's, it's, uh, it's a mixture of, of indigenous Purepecha language with Spanish. Okay. Uh, Acuitzeramo means uh, the serpent will be king. Oh, you know? wow. That's sort of a, a rough translation of what that town's name uh, means, which is uh, my writing and producing partner and the, the writer of the film. Um, it's the, t uh, the his hometown where, where he was born, where he grew up, part of, okay. part of his uh, early childhood. Um, perfect. Again, this is a fantastic example. Again, to all the viewers and to all the listeners, is a short film, so it's not going to take too much of your time. Uh, it's in HBO Max, and it's fantastic. It's such a simple but very powerful story so how you go there what was the inspiration behind and don't tell off of course the story because we don't want people to spoil the thing but how you go into this project and and how i'm thinking even uh, how do you found the project where do you find you know locations actual things like that? sure um i mean very quickly you know uh that story uh, was written, directed by uh, my writing producing partner, Miguel Angel Caballero. Um, he decided that he wanted to tell a story dealing with uh, a senior citizen, you know, living in a small rural town. So that's all I knew. A couple of months after that initial conversation that he was interested in, that he said, here it is. You know, here's here's the script. It didn't. It was going on by by another title at that moment, but uh, I read it. Um, we had another conversation about it later, where he said, "You know what? I'm thinking that instead of shooting it somewhere here in Southern California, in sort of in some rural setting, I want to go back to my hometown and scope out and location scout and really see if 
if that's going to be an option for us. And I was really sort of uh, hesitant about that idea because I know how difficult it was going to be mm. to try and get any sort of film crew to this little town of Acuitzeramo in the middle of Michoacán, you know? Um, so anyway, so, so we went, the minute we, I started uh, sort of envisioning the story that I had just read in the place that we got to, when we got to Acuitzeramo, I said, there's no other place we can shoot this. We have to shoot it here. So, you know, to make a very uh, complicated uh, story, not so complicated, is we figured everything that we needed to do. We figured everything out. Um, we had a, a, a production uh, a rental house from Mexico City, load up a van with all the equipment that we needed. They, drew, they drove for about six, seven hours and met us uh, at the place we were shooting. So, you know, we had to fly in uh, the lead actor, Sal Lopez, who's an uh, incredible actor, super talent, and dear friend of ours, read the script. He decided he would do it. And he said, guys, I only have three days. I only have four days. So he <laughs> flew in. We shot this movie in three days in Acuitzeramo. We were done and then went into post-production for a couple of months. And uh, the project was, was ready, uh, uh, I would say about three, four months after we, uh, we wrapped. So... So yeah, and and another and another quick, you know, uh, to to add to what you're to what you're saying, what you tell your students, so important. When you don't see a story, when you don't see yourself represented on screen, it is absolutely vital that you don't get discouraged or or, or you don't you know you don't uh, think that there's a solution. The solution is to sit down and start writing. That's the first first step. When you don't see a story, when you don't uh, see yourself on screen, it's very important to remember that you have the you have the the capacity to to, mm -hmm. to sort of represent a story that you're not seeing. And so that's been a driving force for for myself, for Miguel, uh, and continues to 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 be. You know, what would you say is a great path to take as college students to become an actor like you are? Um, gosh. That's a, that's a tough question, Autumn. I would just say, you know, I would say, I would really focus on, on this part of it. Again, linking it to, to what I told you earlier, you know, figuring out why it is that you, you want to become an actor. And once, and once you've, whatever that answer is for you, then start looking for, for training, I would say, you know, and, and being really discerning about what that training is, you know, don't you, you really want to find those those mentors or those teachers that that are going to point you in the right direction and really give you the the sort of the tools that you need as an artist to be able to do uh, what we do, you know. And and I've been doing this for many years now. And uh, in the last couple of years, I was fortunate enough to to meet somebody uh that i that i hold very dear to my heart uh you know she's she's an acting teacher um but beyond that she's she's sort of this this incredible person you know this this empathetic experienced super uh giving uh acting teacher you know her name is diana castle and she runs a studio here in in um in la called the imagined life you know and for me uh what she's uh reminded me about what she's refreshed in my mind is, is again, 
you know, finding the, the, the reasons why I chose to do what I do. The, the, mm-hmm. again, mission, mission keeps on coming up in this conversation because it's so fresh in my mind, you know, why is it that we as actors decide to, to follow this path, you know? So to more specifically to answer your question is, is figuring out who you're going to train under, you know, and, and that you can have many sort of different tools that you can put into your toolbox. But I would say that's my biggest sort of uh, advice. You know, once you've made the decision that this is something that you want to do, you want to be able to, to, to find uh, a place where you're going to be able to develop the skill, you know, like any, like any artists, you know, musicians or athletes. Uh, I think sometimes we as actors, we forget that we have to practice our, our craft every day. You know, it's not, it's not some, you know, a, a violinist or a pianist or a, a, a guitarist, you know, can't just sort of play their instrument and, 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 and be expected to perform at, at, at incredible levels if they're not practicing every day. And I think for, for us as actors, we have to remember that, that, you know, our guitar or our piano or our violin is literally this, you know, it's, it's, it's our minds, it's our heart, it's our body. And you need to be able to, 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 to practice that every day. So I would, my biggest piece of advice would be find, find a, a, a teacher or find a studio or find uh, a place where you feel you're getting that sort of preparation and that, that, that training, because it really it, it's, I would say the, the biggest secret is, is, is just practicing every day. So that when that opportunity comes your way, you're already ready to go because your 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 instrument is so well tuned, you know. So I would say that you know finding a place to to sort of train and develop your your uh, your artistry, I would mm. say. Luis, that's so, I mean I mean you couldn't put it in better words. Like that's actually <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I'm just curious. I took a class one time, long time ago, right. introduction to acting. Okay. I, I realize it's not for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very difficult. I, I, I have to say it's one of the most difficult things I ever done was to try to pretend somebody else when, in fact, when I was a kid, it was so easy, right? I mean, I, 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 was, I, I, I used to play a lot uh, from being an astronaut to a t-shirt to a policeman, you name it. I play all the roles that you can imagine. And I believe my role. I was into it. And right. I think with the time when you get older, you start, I don't know what happened, but you start detaching of this childhood concept. And you are so aware of your environment that you feel kind of embarrassed even to play a, a police, right? Um, oh, it's very interesting. But anyway, I found it very hard. But if you can give us in a very quick, of course, what techniques sometimes you use? What, what do you do before you go and say, okay, we're going to start rolling in five minutes? What kind of techniques you use in order to get yourself into character? Sure. Um it's funny you say that. I'll just say this really quickly, but but really, I think one of the biggest skills that, that or things that we as actors need to remember is really reminding ourselves of what you just described, how we used to play as, as kids. And it was effort, it was effortless. It was it was quick that we can just go from from this reality into this reality, no questions asked, and we weren't concerned about it, anything. So, so I think that's really important. Also, Autumn, to take note, you know, remember that 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 childhood play spirit, very important. Um, for me, Francisco, I think preparation. I mean, it just it, it, there's not one specific thing, but mm-hmm. but something that that uh, that I've used in the past that that's really beneficial for me is music. You know, um, 
I, I, I find music is a very sort of uh, cathartic sort of stimulus for me. You know, it can get me into different moods very quickly. And this is aside from all the preparation that, that, that hopefully I've done prior to, you know, jumping on stage or getting ready to, to, to start rolling a scene, you know, is, is music. I would say music for me has been really a, a, a wonderful way to, to, to remind me or, or, or inspire, you know, a certain sort of, I don't know, like thought process or, or, or a tone, like an emotional tone, you know? So for me, it's music. Like, yeah, it's like for me, for writing, when I write, I, I, I look for songs that put me in that, you know, if I'm writing a scene that is more funny, of course, I'm going to find something a little more, but if it's a scene that's more dramatic, I, I, I use music as my inspiration for the mood of what I'm going to be writing. Exactly, exactly. So I would say music for me is a big, is a big, uh, a big tool for sure. I really appreciate all the answers that you gave. They're very detailed and helpful for me and others that will be watching this. Um, but that's all I really have to say. So thank you and bye. Awesome, Adam. Thank you Thank you, Luis, for being here. I appreciate it. And the audience appreciate that you were with us. And uh, yeah, I mean, we keep in touch and all the luck in the world uh, with your new projects coming off this year. It's a very important year, I think, for everybody, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, and thank you so much for taking the time and share your expertise with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Francisco. Thank you. Thank you.